Tourism Minister Matt Ducey has been meeting with businesses in the sector to hear what they need uh, to recover after a tough few years. And he says nothing's off the table from bed taxes to higher international visitor levies or charges for foreign visitors at certain locations like Milford Sound. Matt Ducey is on the line now. Kia ora, good morning. Morning, Corin. How are you? Very well, thank you. So, just looking at the latest numbers... The industry is back to sort of 80% of what it was pre-COVID, but seems to have plateaued. What are people telling you about what is going on? Why haven't we bounced back fully? Oh, I think there's a bit of variation in the numbers, Corin, like, like anything. Uh, if you go down to Queenstown, they've already reached their pre-COVID level numbers. Uh, other parts, potentially Rotorua and Dunedin, still looking to pick a few more up. So look, I'm out and about around the country, I've been... Uh, visiting towns and cities since January the 8th. And look, I'm really buoyed by uh, the state of our tourism operators. They're really excited. They're really geared to go and looking forward to bringing the tourists back. The last government I see did cut some funding to Tourism NZ and there's long been concerns around the infrastructure and the, I guess, the bureaucracy for tourism in this country uh, to do the research and that sort of thing. Will you be increasing funding for that? Well, that's something I've heard loud and clearly from the sector as I'm travelling around, especially from the regional tourism organisations. Like you said in the introduction, we've got the International Visitor Levy, which returns about $40 million a year to tourism. But the sector is asking for uh, potentially other mechanisms uh, for revenue generation. And as a new minister, for me, nothing's off the table yet and happy to have those discussions. Do you like the idea of charging international visitors more? So what are they paying, $35 a head at the moment? I mean, is there sort of a point where you, it starts to turn people off or can you squeeze them some more? Well, we'll look at that. The uh, IBL, which is called, is up for review this year. I must say $35 five years ago is not $35 today. So we'll look through a range of options. I'll take some advice and go from there. And what about this issue of a bed tax? Obviously, Queenstown and others uh, have been pretty keen on this. So this is where, obviously, you know, regional authorities contribute towards tourism, but they obviously feel that they'd like to be able to recoup some of that. Uh, are you open to that? Yeah, I'm open to the discussion. You've uh, talked about Queenstown, Wanaka, classically a small rating base, uh, large numbers of tourists, domestic and international They've got mixed-use infrastructure issues. And quite rightly, they're saying, how can we generate some income that will return to that area? Um, I'm open to that discussion. I think it's not only an economic lever, but also one of social licence. I think Kiwis have a great sense of fairness. And quite rightly, they're just wanting some of that income to return uh, back to the area of activity. There's an issue about infrastructure, though, isn't there? And if we go back a few years pre-COVID, there was a lot of concern about the sheer volume of uh, tourists coming and not really having the infrastructure in some parts to cope with that, toilets and this sort of thing. Do you want to see a return to full sort of bums-on-seats type approach where it's just bring in everybody in as much as we can, or are we going to have to focus more on higher-end tourists a little bit more? Yeah, well, what you're not going to hear from me, Corin, like the last government, is very value-laden judgments about who's a deserving and who's an undeserving tourist. I think they kick the backpacker market round unfairly. Look, for me, I think it's up to regions uh, and towns to decide for themselves. I'm really impressed with the regional tourism organisations 
they develop what's called destination management plans where they look at their peak season, they look at their shoulder seasons and off-peak and look to smooth the tourist numbers uh, out across that and that's something I'll be encouraging. The issue of backpackers, are you, what are you suggesting here? Because obviously there are a lot of con- from time to time there is concern about, I guess, backpackers not having the infrastructure again, the toilets, there's the whole issue of the vans and the having to have built-in toilets, uh, people getting frustrated with that. You are saying that was unfair and that you want to see a return to encouraging more? No, I just think the characterisation of backpackers from the last government was a bit unfair. Backpackers are ones who will go potentially into the small rural towns like the west coast of the South Island, spend their money, maybe stay the night, maybe work behind the bar. And look, I sat next to Patrick Quayle, the Vice President of United Airlines recently, bringing the first flight from San Francisco to Christchurch. He was open about his love affair with New Zealand first starting as a backpacker. So I just think we need to be mindful uh, that people travel at different stages of their life and we should be welcoming with our traditional Kiwi hospitality. Okay. What about, uh, you know, if you go to a big uh, a big attraction globally, you know, I'm thinking somewhere in Greece or somewhere Turkey or somewhere like that, you will pay to go and visit Ephesus or wherever it might be. Um, should tourists pay more to go and see our natural attractions, i.e. Milford Sound? Would you put a, I mean, everyone's got to pay a little bit, but put a, put a bit more on that. Yeah, I was in Milford last week visiting the Milford Opportunities Project. Um, clearly, they had some issues with the number of tourists that were going into Milford pre-COVID. They're looking at their, those numbers at the moment, thinking about how they can create better flow. Potentially, uh, the charging of those tourists uh, is one of the options, and I'm happy to look into that. What would be an appropriate charge, do you think, for Milford in, in that sense? Well, that's something that project team is looking at. They'll be reporting back to me and the Conservation Minister, Tama Potaka, in June. Looking at the big picture, if I look at, say, the tourism industry, Aotearoa's uh, sort of strategy guide for 2050, there's a a couple of big picture things we just quickly cover off. Uh, Climate is a big one. How does the New Zealand tourism industry meet that uh, net zero goal in a world where there's going to be increasing pressure on air travel to meet climate reductions? Oh, look, I think that's a real question and one the sector is grappling with. And look, I've been very impressed with the maturity of those conversations. I think of my visit to Queenstown on Thursday, where decarbonisation is a key part of their destination management plan. They're really hitting that head on uh, and thinking through the options available to them uh, now and in the future. I think when you reference long-haul flights, uh, there is a development of sustainable aviation fuel uh, as well as potential for electrification, and I think we should be part of that discussion as a country going forward. Just finally, do you, um, I guess, endorse the industry's view that, that there is a real need to embrace Māori kaupapa, uh, mātauranga Māori, the tourism industry, I think their words saying operators need to learn and embrace Māori culture, there is a real focus there, and there's a, obviously there's a huge attraction for New Zealand. Your government has taken a slightly different approach with some issues around Māori when it comes to tourism. Do you support the industry's push? Yeah, I'm not sure what you mean by the government taking um, some issues with Māori tourism. Well, if we look, not tourism, I'm talking about te reo Māori in terms of public services, 
there's obviously been a, a slight change in direction there from your government. Well, as I travel around the country, I've met a number of Māori tourism operators. Uh, they're really excited about working alongside a government uh, that sees the value in tourism and the potential to be part of this country's economic success story. Uh, our Māori identity is intrinsic to who we are, and it's part of telling the story of New Zealand. Matt Ducey, really appreciate your time this morning. Much appreciated. It, uh, that is the Tourism Minister.